Welcome to another episode of the Woman and Comedy Festival podcast. The festival is now over, but during the festival, I had the privilege of talking to a couple of acts that came up, and one of them was Tinjaway Mosley. And it was such an honor to have a conversation with her. She is such a powerhouse of a woman. She's so funny. And we just sat back and talked as if we were old friends, um, both coming from the Southern Hemisphere. It was great to talk to her about um, her journey coming from South Africa, moving to the UK, doing her show, and just being a powerhouse in the UK. And um, she's also doing a show at the um, Leicester Festival. So do get along to go and see that if you missed, it out, missed out on seeing it in the Woman in Comedy Festival. So get along and see her and hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was one of my faves. She was absolute honor. And as I said, she's just got this amazing aura about her. So enjoy this episode. How's your day? How are you going? I'm, I'm very good. Um, I'm happy, happy to be here, Manchester. Yeah, we got the sun out for you. I brought it from Africa. You did? Yeah, <laughs> I brought the African weather. I was like, I, I can't deal with the weather that you guys have. I'll bring my own. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. We appreciate that. <laughs> I got to the airport. They're like, how, how come you have so much luggage? It's the weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you excited to do the festival today? I'm excited and nervous. Okay. Yeah. Why are you nervous? I've never performed stand-up comedy in Manchester. Okay. I've done corporates or there's a there's an event which is a beauty pageant that yeah. I host, but I've never done straight stand-up comedy. So number one, I don't know if I have people who will come. Okay. Number two, I don't know. What type of audience will I get in Manchester if I get anybody? Yeah. yeah so I, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. I mean, you're almost sold out. So you do have a following in Manchester. That's a nice thing. That's yeah. worth celebrating. But maybe I just bought all the tickets. Maybe. <laughs> and you're just going to perform to me. <laughs> I did have, um, I did have a, a fan who was a super fan in South Africa. Well, he's still around. He bought 80 tickets. <gasps> I put and I was recording. Yeah, put sold out everywhere. Was excited. I get to the show. There are eighty empty seats, and box office is turning people away, telling them the show is sold out. And for him, he was supporting me. So I've had to oh. uh, to educate my audiences that supporting, even if you support by buying tickets, give them away for people who can't afford but would like to come to the show. Yeah, yeah. For us, a good sold out is a show with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you kind of need those people. Yeah. So I've learned, even if you sell out, I never put sold out. Really? And also what I don't like about putting sold out is that then people know that you've sold out. I want them to leave their house, come to the show, be turned away, so that next time they're the first people to buy the tickets. Ah, Okay. Don't make it easy for them. Yeah. <laughs> if we did that at the front, people would get so angry. <laughs> like, oops, we just sold out now. Yeah. That's you came two seconds ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we still, even if, but the thing is, even if we put sold out. People will still turn up. People still turn up or call. They're like, I know it says sold out, 
but does that mean you're sold out? And it's like, yes. Can I be on the waiting list? Yeah, can I? Yeah. But sometimes people do buy yeah. tickets and things things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is true. Yeah. So, so. if I say, sure, I wanted to see, I would still rock go. up. I'll rock up, yeah. Even like a concert. You know, like if a concert sells out, would you still rock up and hope? Yes. Just Train strikes. True, especially in this country. Breakups in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you book them so in advance. Yeah. I'd still take my chances if, yeah. if it's something I really wanted to see. Yeah. I guess as well, some of the big comics who are selling a year in advance just rock up. Yeah, but you things happen. Know. People things get happen. jobs in different countries during that year. Yeah. And a lot of them don't get refunds. You know? Sometimes also people forget that they actually bought a ticket. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> Especially if it was only five quid. Exactly. People don't show up. Yeah. But you've done this show before, right? You've done this in London. Yes, was I have. I did it. Uh, it was my debut for Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah. Which was, it, it was very exciting because it was my first time in, well, I, I had been to Edinburgh for a weekend. Yeah. But it was my first time going there for the whole month. Okay. And I was doing two shows every day, plus all the sports that you pick up. Because I was yeah. doing my solo show, The Mandela Effect, which is yeah. the one I'm doing tonight here in Manchester. And I was also doing the AAA showcase. Okay. Yeah, so it was a lot of hard work, but it yeah. was exciting. Yeah. And... Were you there the whole month? The whole month, the yes. Whole month, you know, the whole and I, I enjoyed it. It was like being in Disneyland, but it's all comedians. Yeah. Yeah, and you really see there are a side of people you never th thought. Yes. You know what I mean? You yes. really see. You can see people who are really competitive. You can see people yeah. who just enjoy doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for Gilded Balloon um, in 2016. I worked as a front of house supervisor. So I looked after... I think it was 40 shows a day. It's a lot. And there's a lot of comics that you're, you get to know. You, we became a little family in our venue. But, yeah, it was, you really saw the sides of people. And it must be nice when you're in, working in a venue that's better managed. Yeah. yeah than yeah, yeah. others. Yes. Because I don't think in the Gilded Balloon you have shows that are cancelling because nobody bought a ticket. Yeah. Some shows did struggle. I think it depends on the reviews and and if they flyered, you know, if they were more interested in partying than... I actually, I wasn't happy that I have to flyer, but I ended up enjoying flyering. Really? And I was doing better than my flyers. Yeah. And I, I think people like it more when you are inviting them to your show. Yes. And if they ask you questions, you are there to answer about the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I ended up enjoying flyering. And also, did you like enjoy it when they actually did show up? Yes. Were you like, uh -huh. and I invited you, you came. Yes. And I was lucky because my show was at 2.25. Okay. At first, I thought that was just a bad time. Mm. Like, who comes to comedy at 2.25? But I would definitely do that time again because... You fly away while they're having their breakfast or their brunch. Yeah. So they're sitting down. They're sober, which is very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they want to do something after they finish eating. Yeah. And when they come to the show, they're still fresh. It's probably the first or second show of the yeah. day. Yeah. Whereas with the evening shows, you are show number seven, show number eight. 
So yeah. they are commented out. They yeah. either tired or drunk. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're tough spot. Everyone wants those spots when they first go up to Edinburgh, but then they slowly realize they're really tough and spots. And sometimes they're upset because they've come there for the big name. Yeah. And the show is sold out. So they're like, well, because we're already here, let's just see something else. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, why did you come to see the something else if what you really wanted to see was the other thing? <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes you're competing with, because obviously Edinburgh is all in slotted and bars and stuff mm. like that, and you're competing with noise and yes. things yes. that are going on, and you're like, ah. Oh. And sometimes the rooms are not air-conditioned. Yes, that's also yeah. true of Edinburgh. But it's, it's Edinburgh. It's, some rides are roller coasters, but yeah. they still... They still write. They still, and you you learn. And what I enjoyed most is you definitely come back. Personally, I came back a better comic. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's no other place that's gonna give you so many, like so much stage, stage time in one month. It's a it's a lot. Yeah. And were you doing all the like lineup shows as well in the evening? Were you doing yes. all of them? Yes, I like them uh, because I like exit flaring. Yeah, and I feel like. People really do come to your show when you exit flyer because they have seen a preview of who you are. Yeah. Number one, if you if you exit flyer, it's people that like comedy. They've yeah. already committed to come and see a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. And if you perform, the good thing with comedy is you can tell how the show went. Yeah. Because sometimes people are exit flaring. You're like, if I were you, I would have left. Yeah. Because nobody's going to take that flag because they didn't enjoy you. It yeah. doesn't mean you're not yeah. funny. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't have, because so comedy is subjective as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So with comedy, if they've seen the five, ten minutes of you and you know they enjoyed you, yeah. chances of them wanting to now invest in coming to see the hour are, are good. Whereas on the in the streets, you don't know, are they going to work? Are they here for comedy? Mm. Mm. You, you're just taking chances. Yeah. But when you exit flyer, you know, there's a comedy people. They love comedy. They have time for comedy. Yeah. And like, or you're like me who works in the festival and you're just shoving your badge. Don't fire me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> especially on the mile, isn't it? It's just you get flyers nonstop. And the ones I like, are the ones who flyer, like, I'm also flaring. Oh, flyer for flyer. But we're doing the show at the same time. Why are we yeah. exchanging flyers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, you can't make it to my show. I can't make it to your show. Yeah, yeah. Did you go and see a lot of shows as well when you were there? Or I did, not as many as I wanted to. Mm. The first week, I just focused on doing shows. Yeah, because I didn't want to be influenced by what other shows are doing, how other yeah. shows are, are, are going, and I just wanted to make sure that my show was in a, a happy place for me because I, I didn't have previews. Yeah. So I took a big risk. Oh, really? You yeah. didn't do a single preview? No. Well, I did one, but it was not a preview preview. Yeah. It was like 30 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then the second week, I saw just a few shows because also I wanted to save my voice because I was doing two shows every day plus yeah. the spots. Yeah. So I wanted to save my voice. So I started seeing a lot of shows by uh, the last week. Yeah. The last week I was seeing a lot of shows. But still in Edinburgh, you, you can't say you've seen a lot of shows because 
you can't even see five percent of the shows that you want to see or the shows that are there. Yeah, yeah. Like I went last year for three days just watching shows for the fest for the Women in Comedy Festival, and I think I saw fifteen in three days, which is a lot, but it's not a lot. And also, it's very it's expensive to see shows because even yeah. with the free fringe, you wanna pay at least a five. Yeah, yeah. You don't just wanna walk out and say nice show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. And it's gotten a bit more expensive than what it used to be. It I think is. shows used to be five quid mm. and now they're about seven to 12. Yeah. And shows are expensive and everything is expensive. Yeah. They put everything up for that month of Edinburgh Fringe. Maybe next year I'll go back and just sell ice cream, something that's going to give me a profit. <laughs> you know, you could work it. That's how I, I made a bit of money working because you pay all your rent up front right and then you're just working and, and so yeah. i just, just ate meal deals take that oh i had a lot of meal deals M- meal deals were a staple diet for me but you could eat them on the run and also they're good they are there's good a, there's a variety yeah and, and you can eat healthy yeah healthy healthy ish <laughs> you know one day you might feel like a packet of fruit the next day a bag of crisps you get your drink <laughs> I love a meal deal. We don't have meal deals in Aotearoa, New Zealand. No. Do we have meal deals in South Africa? No. 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 It's something. (laughs) I think about it. No, no, we don't. It's just a UK thing. I've never seen it before until I moved here. Yeah. But then in South Africa, if you befriend the security guard, they'll give you the food for free. Yeah, that doesn't happen in back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mill yeah, deals are a very UK thing. Yeah, it is. They're very. Yeah, but they, they the, are good. They are good. All about on the run, and the same with like the Marks and Spencers meals. Mm. That's a very UK thing. We don't have that. Meal for two. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's all we make it all fresh. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you cook. Yes. Here it's very much you're on the run, especially London. Yeah, I mean, you're busy. You're very, very busy. You've had a very, very busy career. I have. Did you like that But you don't feel like you are busy when you're doing something you love. True. Okay, let me tell you about uh, to this morning, yes. A friend of mine called me at 1.15 in the morning. Okay. I was just about to go to bed because I was yeah. editing a video. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to bed at half past one. Yeah. Like, should I answer? I answer. And they just wanted to make sure that I'm still coming to Manchester because they want to come to the show. Yeah. And we're talking about what time I'm getting there. I hadn't booked my ticket. Because as a performer, I've lost mm. so much money by booking yeah. in advance. Yeah. Because what if I got a show in Birmingham last night? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I try not to book in advance anymore. Okay. Because sometimes you, you end up losing money trying to save money by booking in advance. Yeah. Anyway, I then look at my, my, my phone checking what time am I going to get here. Yeah. And the first train, I live in Woking. In Surrey, which is outside London. Yeah. First train was at 4.15 a.m. And 
I was planning to take the 9.02 yeah. a.m. It was canceled. Next one after that was canceled. And I was like, okay, it means let me just go and take the first one. Because if there's a problem and trains keep getting canceled, mm. I'm not going to make it on time. Yeah. So I didn't go to bed. I went straight to the shower, packed. <laughs> oh, no. But that's what happens when you do something you love. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like as me, I just put in a show and ran here to do a exactly. podcast with you. Because <laughs> you, you don't even feel how yeah. hard you are working. Yeah, yeah. If I was working in an office, I would have yeah. called and said, train, train strike. <laughs> and I was already looking at other options, looking at mm. uh, if I get to Houston and the train's cancelled, can I get a, a coach? Can I get yeah. a leave? Like I was already organizing because I wanted to be here. Yeah. That's what it's, it, that's why it's so nice to do something that you love, that you yeah. want to do. Yeah, yeah. Even if it meant I had to walk, I would have walked. Yeah. But I would have been here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I do love that because not a lot of people have that mindset. They just see the canceled trains and go, Ooh, wow. I would have watched a, a YouTube video, <laughs> learned how to drive a train and drove myself here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, but do you think it comes from being in countries, because I've never been to South Africa, so I don't know what um, it's like in the big cities, but like we in my country, we don't have a great, we don't really have a train service. Like, you know, like here you can catch a train anywhere, even though they complain about the trains. But in New Zealand, you have to fly and pretty much ooh, everywhere. We, we have trains. They're not as good as here. We only have how train, which is really good and really reliable. Yeah. But it's very expensive as well. Mm. Uh, and then the other commuter trains, you you wouldn't want to use them. Yeah. And then the like when you get to the station, they search you to make sure you have a weapon to defend yourself mm. with. Mm -mm -mm. That's how bad they are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we use a lot of taxis. Yeah. Like, not taxis like here. Yeah. Like the the combis where it's 16 people. Oh, okay. they not the best mode of transport. Yeah. Our, our public transport is not the best. Yeah. And it's not the most reliable as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, they, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I know. Like when when comics moan about having to travel from London to Manchester, I'm like, you have no idea. We have two islands <laughs> that we have to get across. So you're either flying or you're driving, and we don't have straight roads. Like we are windy, hilly. Mm. Yeah. You know, we've got proper mountains. And but I do <laughs> love the public transport system here. I I get. Um, to travel without uh, things can happen anyway. Yeah. No, no place is hundred percent safe. But as a woman, I can travel by myself. Yeah. At night, I can use my phone on the train. Yeah. I can use my phone on the on the road, which is not very recommended to be done where I come from. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed that. But people, yeah, they do get spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, they do, especially because we were chatting about meal deals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just coming from, because obviously I've actually listened to you in podcasts before, so I know a little bit about your journey coming from South Africa and moving to the UK and you became a lawyer. 
and then you're obviously you you went back and you became like the if you don't mind me saying this the judge Judy of <laughs> South African TV if you didn't know um and then moved back here and then kind of started your comedy career because of how you were on the um comedy the judge Judyish Actually I did stand up comedy before I did the judge Okay I did uh stand up comedy because of how I was when I was doing law Yeah for real not for TV <laughs> and then I did the the judge thing. Yeah, and I actually want to do it here. Do you? Yeah, I want to do a judge change you here, but deal with immigration cases. Yeah, I think there's so much that can be told. Yeah, mm. yeah, because you're an immigration yeah lawyer. There's yeah. so much we can laugh at. Yeah, but obviously I will not be using real characters because I don't want people and getting deported. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> so how did you get into comedy from being a lawyer? So, because obviously there is a performance element to being a lawyer. Because I know lots of lawyers go into acting or... With me, my first degree was in performing arts. Yeah. Before I started law, I did performing arts. And then I did law because I wanted to get a real job. Yeah. Because it can be hard. Yeah. And... Then it just called me because I was out with my learned friends and there was an open mic. Mm. And they're like, ah, go, you can do it, you can do it. They didn't even know that I had done performing arts. Yeah. So I just got up, did it just for fun. And I just remembered this is what I want to do. Yeah. Even though growing up I didn't know of stand-up comedians, but I knew of comedy. Yeah. Like character comedy on TV, sitcoms, but I didn't know any stand-up comedian. Yeah. Until I was much older. Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So did that like spark something in you compared to like acting? Because um, actually quite a lot of female comics have started in acting and a lot of them have said the tutors were like, you're too funny for drama school, you're not taking it seriously. And then finding their way to that stage and just having people at the palm of your hands by what you're just saying. Did that really give you like... Yeah. Yes, and it's it's it gives you more freedom than being in a courtroom because nobody can stop you from saying whatever you want to say, mm. and also you're not disturbing anyone if people laugh, because yeah. judges get annoyed if you say things that constantly make other people laugh in court. Yeah, but in comedy, that's that's the whole reason you are there it's for people to laugh. Yeah, yeah. So were you quite? Charismatic as a lawyer, like were no, the people laughing I'm or very were you dead very pen. deadpan? Yeah, I yeah. do not laugh. Okay. Yeah, I make people laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so even then, that was kind of the performing arts to there to the stage. So you were in the UK. I think also what helped me is because I come, you know, when you come from a different world, you see mm. things differently. Yes. And some of the things. That for me, I privilege. People who here don't even see it as a privilege. It's like it's a necessity. So I, I, I just always saw things differently. Yeah. From other people. Yeah. And there was just minor things where, you're like, can't you tell this is this? Mm. 
they they can't even tell. Like I can when I look at black people, African people, I can tell where people are from just by the shape of their head. Yeah, I can tell by the accent. Like there's so much that you can use to tell. Yeah, but I was so shocked that people here can't. Mm. But then again, I can't tell the difference between white people. <laughs> yeah, you probably thought I was Australian. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're from the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> I, I thought you were born and bred in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a true blue Kiwi. Rugby loving Kiwi. Have you Kiwi. been to South Africa? No, I've never been. I would love to That's go. That's a shame. Yeah, because we're big rugby nations. You should come to South Africa. Yeah. Cape Town or Johannesburg, do you think? It depends what you're going for. If I was going on holiday, mm. I would not go to Johannesburg. Yeah. Especially if I come from a first world country. What are you going to Johannesburg for? To mm. see a Louis Vuitton shop mm. that you left behind in your home country? Yeah. I'd go to Durban and Cape Town or Mpumalanga. Okay. Which is a very underrated province. It's got the most beautiful, like the mountains, mm. the caves. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And if you are in Mpumalanga, you can just have breakfast in Mpumalanga, drive and have... Uh, lunch in Mozambique and have your dinner in Swaziland. Yeah. So you can literally do three countries in oh, one wow. day. And there's, uh, if you want to see like cultural stuff. Yeah. If you want to see uh, the safaris, mm. there's just so much to see. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the place is full of history. So I would I would do. Mm, Cape Town is nice, but I wouldn't do just Cape Town. Yeah. It's nice to go to the Table Mountain. It's nice to go. To, but all the other provinces have mountains, nice mountains. Mm. They're just not as pr as Table Mountain. Yeah. Like the Drunkensberg Mountains are so beautiful in mm. Durban and KZN where I come from. We, we say Durban, just outside Durban. Yeah, South Africa is a beautiful country. And if you, you can see... People who still like dress in their native outfits, yeah. the dancing, that mm, it's mm, it's mm, a, it's a, we have a strong culture. Yeah, yeah. It probably similar. Even just you describing it sounds a little bit like home, like New Zealand, because we've got a very strong culture. If you go in September, we have what we call the reed dance, mm. where all the virgins, like the the Zulu maidens, yeah, they go to the king. So you see, and these are not. Uh, barbaric people, uneducated people. These are kids in university, graduates. Yeah. They drive their own cars. Some of them have their own homes, but they're just saving themselves for marriage because yeah. it's a very big thing where I come from. Yeah. It gives a sense of pride. Yeah. And you see, like, thousands of girls, hundreds, thousands actually, bare-breasted. Yeah. And they're walking around. It's so beautiful, dressed oh. in colorful cultural outfits, the singing, the yeah. dancing, it's, it's just some, it's something you have to see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. I, I'll show you some videos okay, afterwards because yeah. it doesn't make sense if I explain no. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're listening, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. I really do want to go and that also way. also the fruits, mm. the food, like you, you, you get your pineapple from a pineapple tree, not from a supermarket. Yeah. Get a mango from a mango tree. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the children here, they think oranges come from Sainsbury's. Yes, I know. 
They've no, never even, yeah. Yeah, as a country that has, ag- yeah, it's huge on agriculture. Mm. Oh, I got that word out. <laughs> as a dyslexia, I'm always like, I can't say words. But yeah, we could, we're big, like, you know, we grow our own veggies and, you know, yeah. But we've got, like, heaps of land. There's hardly any people in my country. How, what's the population? Five million. Only? Yeah. Of Aotearoa, it's five, five million. And it's a, you have vast land, it's a big country for uh, five million. No, we're probably, we're skinny. We're skinny and long. Kind of like, we look kind of like Japan. But, but five million is yeah, not. Yeah, there's not many at all. It's because we're far away. How many do we have in Durban? Maybe you probably, I don't know. Now I'm interested to, because I think we have just over 60 in South Africa, 60 million. Yeah. In, in Durban, we definitely have more than you have in your country. Yeah. Yeah, because there's 65 million in the UK. <laughs> London, there's 9 million. So a little Kiwi coming over, living in London is a bit much. You're just But like, there are probably 10 British people in your place at home yeah. who want to live in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of South Africans as well. Yeah. yeah. South yeah. Africans love, love your country. Mm. Yeah, they do. And because we play Fijians as well. Yes, yeah, they're playing the rugby today. Are you are you a big rugby fan or no? I'm not. I only support when it's our boys playing. Yeah, uh, just to be patriotic. Yeah, and also because I always know they're gonna win. Yes, unless they just decide to be nice and let the other kids win. I mean, (laughs) yeah, you are the hardest team in the world to beat. Yeah, Yeah. actually, a friend of mine was my birthday last week on the twenty ninth. And a friend of mine brought me, sent me a nice uh, rugby dress. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nerve-wracking, you know, because we're in the World Cup right now. So I know. Yeah. But it's okay. You, yeah. you might be lucky and not win because we will win. Yeah. But <laughs> be runner-up. <laughs> but you guys have a strong rugby team as yeah, well. We you, you have a good, we you have a yeah, good yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, we breed rugby players. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're really proud of, of our boys. And rugby is one of the yeah. first sports that's united South Africa. It is, yeah. Post-apartheid. Yep, I know. We protested the apartheid in 1981 Yeah, as a country. Uh, Did you not know that? Were you like, what, four months? Yeah. <laughs> How do you remember? Yeah, no, <clears throat> it's a big part of our history. Oh, nice. Because we would not refuse to play in South Africa because they wouldn't allow Maori to play on the team. So we didn't. Oh, yeah, because of uh, segregation. Yeah, in South they Africa. would refuse. So we, we were like, we're not going then. And so we didn't tour South Africa because they used to be do big tours in each end. So we didn't play each other for, I think, 20 years. And then we had a Tory style government. And he was like, sports and politics don't mix and let the springbok come. And um, the, it divided our country and we protested against South Africa coming, the white South Africans coming and um, stopped two games because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thank you so much, guys, because those things mattered. Yeah. Because like, we didn't get our freedom by ourselves. We needed allies. Yeah. We needed people like yeah. you to... To do that, yeah, that's that's really nice. I just recently read that they used to have Miss South Africa mm. and Miss Africa South. 
Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Is that, do you bring up a lot of that in your show? I, I, I talk about my experiences and my experiences do in, include things that happen in South Africa, things that happened in South Africa, yeah. things that I experience as an African traveling the world. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. Yeah. And how have you found doing comedy here versus in South Africa? Like... Uh, I, number one, I like it. I like a British uh, sense of humor. Yeah. I, I grew up on, when I first uh, started seeing stand-up comedy, because we grew up on American TV shows. Okay, yeah. Like the American sitcoms, and then eventually we had our own sitcoms. Yeah. I liked the sitcoms, but when I started watching comedy show, they used to have, was it Def Jam? Def Comedy Jam, which is an, an American thing, black American comedy. But I wasn't too keen on it because it was too much swearing. Mm. It was a lot of swearing. And when I first came here, I was worried that people might not understand me. Yeah. But they do, mm. which is nice. And comedy is life experiences and yeah. it's very universal. And what I like about here is it's smart sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, challenging things are you are very strict with your times yes where i come from if you say well in south africa we're not that bad but other parts of of africa like i remember the first time i went to do to perform in nigeria and it was a big show i was the show was supposed to start at six yeah uh, p.m yeah people started showing up at half past six okay so it was about nine o'clock by the time everyone sat down. It was 8,000 people. Wow. I went <clears> on stage at 2 a.m. the next day. That would not happen here. No. Yeah, when they say 10 minutes, you do 11 minutes, everyone is angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you might not get booked again home, if you go they over. they say five minutes, you do 45 minutes, everyone <gasps> says, well done. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. As long as people were laughing. Yeah, yeah. You Do sometimes people stay on too long if they are dying? They do, trying to, to revive themselves. But the, it's changing. Yeah. People are more professional and people who come to comedy shows now, they value their times because mm. they've got other things to do. Yeah. And uh, what venues do now, especially if you use nicer venues. Yeah they'll tell you what time you need to be out. Yeah. And if you are not, they charge you. Oh, for really? Them for, yeah. God, we should start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but here you don't need to do it because no, you, you guys no, do you things don't. on time. No, no, no. But there are some comics that push there. I, I was even, uh, I was, you know the friend of mine that I was telling you who called me and said they yeah. were coming and they were asking me what time is the show? I'm like, it's 8.15. It's like, but do you understand that you might get a lot of Africans coming? You shouldn't have put 8.15 if the show is starting at 8.15. Yeah. I said, but what about the people who are not coming on African time? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to come at whatever time I put. Yeah. On, and then they're going to have to wait for the latecomers. Yeah. If people are late, they are late. What yeah. can we do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially if there's shows afterwards. Exactly. Is there a show after mine? No. Okay. Uh, last... Uh, 
last Saturday I was doing the same show at the Penn Theatre in London. Yeah. Guess what time it started? What time? Nine. <laughs> it was supposed to start, it was actually supposed to start at nine. Yeah. It started at half past nine. Well, that's not too bad. Half hour is not too bad. Was there a show afterwards? No, there okay. wasn't a show after. I think I should not do shows where there's a show afterwards. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, we can start. And the lady was like, but people have bought tickets. They must be coming. <laughs> was she a bit like this? There's tickets sold. At nine, someone's still calling. Can I get tickets? I'm like, mm. the show should have started. They're yeah. not there. They're calling, which means they're yeah. either getting ready or they are on the way. Yeah. Because that, that's us as South Africans. When we yeah. say... Uh, I'll see you now. It means give me about two hours. Okay. When we say, when we say I'll see you now, now it means I'm getting ready to leave the house. Okay. When we say five minutes, mm. it means now you can start putting your makeup on. Yeah. I'll be there in forty-five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually went to a wedding. My friend Tanya was marrying her partner, and it was a Nigerian wedding. And she had put, "You must be there before seven on the invite." And then she called us. She voice noted mm. saying, "You can rock up at eight. Yeah, and you're and, probably still the first ones to arrive. Yeah, and and um, yeah, it was quite. Yeah, they didn't. They rocked up about I think ten. Because they wanted everyone there first to do the big reveal that they were. You know what my grandfather, we call it African time. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather used to say, never be early for anything. That's how people got caught and put in their boats to be taken to America. Do not be on time. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes Confuse a lot. the enemy. Yeah, 100%. When they say 8 o'clock, show up at 20 past 8. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. But it, it, we, we, we do need to change because time is money. Yeah. Because when you, when you think, especially at home, if you have a show, the people who are working in the bar, who are working, mm. like we're doing other jobs, not performing, they still need to get home. Yeah. Some of them rely on public transport. Yeah. yeah. Some of them might not have uh, money to take an Uber. So yeah. they rely on the last bus. So if yeah. you make them miss the last bus, yeah, it's it just, it's, it's, it's just not being nice. Yeah. You must think like yeah. there's a roll on effects. Yeah. 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 As much as it's nice to show up when you want to show up, but yeah. it's, it's not fair on other people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the staff and stuff who probably not. Getting... People who arrive late, we must put someone at the door and charge them extra. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll show up on time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two pounds for every minute you are late. Yeah. And that goes to, to the staff. Yeah, goes to the staff. There's a tip That's their tip. staff. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, we could change the world. <laughs> Look at us. I love solving the world problems sitting at my seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you're here for the night and you're going back tomorrow. I am. I am going back tomorrow. I wish I was staying to see the rest of the festivals, yeah. to see the other shows. Yeah. I know. We're just a baby festival. We're still making it grow. How, how, how old is the festival? So it's technically 11 years, but it's the 10th year because there was one year because of COVID we oh, couldn't okay. do. So, yeah, this is our 10th anniversary. Um, so this is, yeah, we've done it without any funding. Um, yeah, all on our own. Hazel started it. 
11 years ago and then she handed it over to Jess who runs the festival and is the director of the Frog and Bucket. Why um, no funding? It's because you donate it or you haven't Well, because no one wants it. to fund women, do they? So that's what it is. Would open an OnlyFans account? Yes, we could. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we've been doing it off our own back you know it's the cheapest festival to be a part of it is and then we just support as much as we can and then these great venues in manchester who love comedy i was us. so excited when i when i got accepted thank yeah. you so much oh no, i love having you a part of it as soon as you applied i was like yes i was so excited and it's brilliant women yeah it's it's such a, a, a nice thing to be part of yeah it's a special festival this as long as it's not and it's stressful can people do it more than once like could i apply again next yeah. year yeah of course you can yeah maybe i should ask that question after i've performed yeah <laughs> yeah when i watch the show you might, um, might, might want to change the yeah. rules and be like uh, <laughs> i'll just be like you denied. know from next year yeah. <laughs> denied <laughs> as long as it's a different show yeah but oh, it's nice. just to bring a different show, yeah. And is it uh, people who did Edinburgh or can you come if you didn't do Edinburgh? You can come. Yeah, heaps of people didn't do Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. We just want lots of women to apply and then we just, we can't accept everyone, obviously, or else we'd be running around like headless chickens like I am today. Um, and do you get to watch all the shows? I try to, yeah. Yeah, I try to watch as many as I can, yeah. Don't you get tired of laughing? Um, I've worked in comedy for 10 years now, so I don't laugh anymore. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not, I'm not interviewing you. Yeah, I know. I know. We're swapped over. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How much time we got? Okay, we've got five more minutes. What do you want to talk about? We're so casual on this podcast. Just um, wanted to be casual, you know? Just. Okay, now that I'm the interviewer. Yeah, go for it. What advice can you give me uh, as a comedian who's trying to make it in the UK circuit? The advice would be is um, trial as much as you can. It's hard to do when some clubs offer you big spots mm -hmm. and other clubs are like, we've never heard of you. And that can be really hard to leave your ego at the door and be like, okay, sure. You've never heard of me. That's fine. I'll just come and do 10 and kick it out, like smack it out of the park and show you why I deserve to be on your stage. I think that's the best advice. And then just to keep writing and to be confident within yourself and know who you are as a human being. I think if you try and copy other comics, you, you're going to take longer. You need to know who you are and maybe do some therapy. <laughs> Is in comedy therapy. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the best advice I can give, I think, is just I more did stage try time. therapy. Yeah. But my therapist ended up needing a therapist. So Yeah. <laughs> I think all comedians therapists will need a therapist. I was like, uh, this is not working. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe something else, not therapy. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, people tend to we say 
Our therapy is not for black people. But I think we need representation. We need more black people who can understand yeah. us. Yeah, 100%. Because, like, for example, I, I grew up in one of the most violent places mm. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, is about world's number four when it comes to being violent. Yeah. So the minute I talk about my childhood, I make a therapist need therapy. Yeah. But for me, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. For so I don't know. Maybe we need more representation. We need. Yeah, people. my therapist was a black woman. She was amazing. Was she from Africa? Of black woman. Uh, her descendant. Yeah, she's born in Britain. Mm. But she was great. She was. Lo- I used to crack her up. So <laughs> that made me. I'm not a comedian. She, she got three shows. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she just understood life from a different level, you know, and just had this calming nature i think compared to white people because she could understand what it comes from from a land do you know what i mean like because in new zealand maori are very much about the land and very spiritual about the land and there's something very calming about that does that make sense yeah like you you've got a very calming but very stoic energy about you that you can tell i don't know like it's just from the yeah, ma'am. <laughs> but that's something beautiful. Oh, thank that. you. I love giving compliments. <laughs> the British are like, oh, I don't know what this nice They're thing is. They're not very good at taking compliments. No. And emotion and crying. And as South Africans, we say sorry a lot. Mm. But here, you say sorry if you did something wrong. Yeah. Because if, like, if you fall, be like, oh, sorry. And they're like, no, it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny when you're crying. They're like, I don't know why you're crying. But we're much more open, you know. We've got our issues in New Zealand, but. Would you go back? Yeah. And how's the comedy scene? Good. As good as the rugby? Really good. Huh? As good as the rugby? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we got a great club. We got a classic. I started in New Zealand in comedy. Working. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've got the classic comedy club. Yeah, have you been? Have you ever been no. to Aotearoa? I've been to Australia. Mm-hmm. Have you done comedy there? Yeah. Did you do the festival circuit? I, not the circuit, but yes, the festival. We were uh, sent there as four people chosen from South Africa. Oh. Okay. So we just did it as a South African lineup, just moving yeah. around Australia. But yeah. I'd love to go and do just a straight festival as yeah. an individual with my yeah. solo show. Yeah. Did you meet Ursula Carlson? Was she? Do you know uh, Ursula? Yes, I know her. I've met her very briefly. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe she might have been part of that because she's big in Australia. No, it was people who came from South oh, Africa. Okay. Yeah. Because. I know she's from South Africa, yeah. but I think she started in Australia. No, she started in New Zealand. In New Zealand. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She's an honorary Kiwi now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, she, yeah, she was working in an office and then decided, similar to you, they said, you're funny. And so she went on stage. And, and then the rest that, is history. The rest is history. Yeah. I, I used to be confused by comedy schools here. Okay. Like, who goes to a comedy school? Who 
nobody can teach you to be funny. You're either mm. funny or not. Mm. But Mr. Rudy, Rudy Liquid, yeah. he made me understand yeah. why it's important to go to a comedy school because nobody can teach you to be funny, but it's the techniques. Yes. Yeah. And the writing. Some people have the charisma on stage, mm. but not necessarily the writing. And then some people have the writing, but not the charisma on stage. And the discipline, yeah, you gotta be so. And the how to then monetize it, because yeah, you also get a lot of very talented people, but yeah. they don't know the business side of it. Yeah, they will give you the best show, but there's mm. no business, yeah. and therefore they can't enjoy showbiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you need both. Yeah, yeah, you do. And how how long are the classes here? The comedy class. Um, so it goes for eight weeks. And then they do a little showcase that gets filmed as well. So oh, they that's have, nice. They get footage. So a lot of them are mostly people who just want to do like learn how to do public speaking and get out of their shells, mm -hmm. you know. And then people who are generically, you know, Dan Turnan, he won the BBC New Comedy Award and the Britain, uh, the British Comedian Award. Yes, yes, yes. He did our comedy course. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that must make you proud. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm coming yeah. to do your course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did really well. Anyone beat the frog that we do our gong show. Oh, nice. that as well, yeah. So. If, if I came to do the course, would you book me here? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see how your five uh, minutes go. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that's really nice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've done some gongs. Okay. Which ones have you done? And I wanted to do this one, but it's always been, it's too far to go mm. and maybe perform for 20 seconds. <laughs> See, we're not as mean. So you get about a minute. So. Come all the way. For a minute. Over 100 pounds for the train, yep. hotel room. Yeah. Perform for a minute. Yeah. One minute, one second. Yeah. I did um, the Vauxhall. Oh, I uh, did the comedy store. Yeah, that's brutal. And uh, the up the creek. Oh yeah. And I won all of them first that, time. That's good. See, there you go. You would have won. So what are you talking about? I don't want to ruin my record. Yeah. Let me stay as a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good though. They're hard. They're hard gong shows because some people get just step on stage and they're gonged off. They are. But I don't believe arts can be a competition. Mm. They're good to do. They're good yeah. fun. Yeah. But you shouldn't think you are good just because you won it or you are bad just because you yeah. didn't win it. Because yeah. it also depends on the audience. Yeah. Yeah. On the day. Yeah. Because yeah. comedy is subjective as well. 100%. I tell comedians especially women, because I think women get a bit daunted by the gong shows because they can be that brutal. I say to them, it's a good way to learn how to keep an audience on your side. It's not necessarily about, don't think about it as a competition. Think about it going, how can I learn to keep them on my side for five minutes? Because if you can do that in a gong show, you can keep a drunken hen and stag room full of them on your side for 20 minutes. And those that, are the skills... That make me happy that I did law. Yeah. 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 Because they do come in handy. Yeah. Because you'd have to keep a jury on your side. Yeah. 
Yeah. So everything has set in motion for you to be the comic that you are today. Yes, yes. And life experiences as well. Yeah. And I'm glad that, uh, I don't know, as a, com a com comedian, comic, or even if you're a writer or a, a performer, you keep finding your voice, mm. you keep evolving. But I'm so glad that earlier on in my career, I was not shy to tell my own stories. Yeah. Because I've also seen people that tell funny stories, but you can tell it's not their experiences. Yeah, yeah. It's not their stories. Yeah. And I, I know it can be hard mm. to open up. Yeah. But I'm just so happy that I was lucky enough to feel okay to just share my stories. Yeah. And I think audiences tend, they can tell when you are telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you start going outside of London. When you don't change. Oh, that's one thing I love about comedy, the traveling. Yeah. Well, I love it and I have a love and hate relationship with it. Yeah. But sometimes you're traveling four hours to go and perform for two minutes. Well, not two, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. We're driving at night, mm. using public transports in all sorts of weather, and the weather is not the nicest in this country. Yeah. But you get to see places that you would never, ever see. Yeah. I've seen so many places that I did not even know existed, even within the UK. Yeah. We learn every day. Yeah. When was it? Last week or the week before, I went to a place called Sandwich. Yeah, they've got interesting names in this country. <laughs> so that's the nice thing about, about comedy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a suburb in Manchester called Cholton Cum Hardy, and it's spelled C U M as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> when I first saw that, I died. And saying it to the bus driver, I was like, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> Look it up. It's natural area. Imagine having to give your dad directions. I know. <laughs> and of course, they're used to it. But for me, I'm like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> we don't have that back home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a hilarious way to end a podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you Thank for, you having, so much me. for having me. Um, you having me, not having you. <laughs> you can tell the festival is starting to get to me, and it's only day two. <laughs> it cool. is. It's been nice. Thank you so much.